Go wild with Nation Gear's end of regular season merch madness sale. Nation Gear is offering our favorite fans 20% off all regular season merch. And we're going to give you free shipping on any orders over $200. Stock up your closet for the playoffs. Rep your team and grab that merch you've been eyeing up all season long. Don't wait. This sale only lasts from April 1st until April 7th. Shop the sale at nationgear.ca. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome back to the Blue Jays Today Show, where today, guys, we got to kind of defend the Toronto Blue Jays and the Blue Jays fandom as a whole because, man, we are being attacked left, right, center, all over the place by other people that are not Blue Jay fans saying that we are, in fact, the biggest losers of the offseason. We're going to talk about who said that and give our reactions and give your reactions as well in the chat. And we're also going to be asking you guys in the live YouTube chat for your questions about the Blue Jays offseason. We're going to get into all of that and more. I'm your host, Adam Paddle. And I'm your host, Nicholas Playalog. And it has been a minute since we've done a video like this. Like, this is, we are in the dead portion of the offseason, folks. And we're always seeing these people do these, you know, quote-unquote mailbags is what they call it. So I guess you could say that this is a mailbag. Um, we've always wanted to do one of those. Just kind of take your questions. We used to do it more frequently, and then we kind of got out of it. But this is a great opportunity when it is so dead right now to really just start taking some of the questions, shifting our focus to that next season of Toronto Blue Jays baseball, maybe even seasons prior or uh, or post after mm -hmm. that, you know, if that's, if that's what you guys are asking. So I think this should be a fun <laughs> One. Welcome in to everybody who is here right now. 123 people in here. If you haven't already done so, please hit the like, smash the subscribe button, folks. Uh, let's flash over to uh, to this whole biggest losers thing, everybody, mm -hmm. uh, because it was uh, it was coming out from Jim Bowden. Uh, we do have an article here from him saying uh, that the biggest winners and the biggest losers of the MLB offseason so far, and uh, Blue Jays fans. We're right up there, man. Yeah, it's not even just like players or even uh, teams. It's literally our fans. Mm. David Ross, right, on the Cubs. Yeah, he was a pretty big loser this offseason. But then you have Blue Jay fans. <laughs> like, this guy's just straight up attacking not even the people on the field, but the people outside the field. So all of us. It's kind right of wild that, uh, that, you know, he decided to go that route and not just say like, Blue Jays management or, yeah. you know, like Blue Jays front office or but, Ross Atkins. But, the fans. The, but Blue Jays fans. And, and I mean, obviously, I mean, we're the ones who also kind of were driving the boat, you know, navigating the ship of the whole watching of the flight tracker of, of potentially Shohei Otani. So obviously we contributed to all that false hope, mm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, but he's just saying that like, yeah, uh, we're the biggest losers because, not because of that necessarily, but because of how far we fell from the hope of maybe he was about to touch down in Toronto to the uh, absolute pits of him signing to the Dodgers the next day. Yeah, well, it's it, it really is the hope that kills you, you know? Like, mm -hmm. when you are a sports fan, it's the hope that comes after you, folks. Like, I'll, I'll just give some personal experience from this weekend, guys. As a lot <laughs> of you know, I'm a Green Bay Packers fan, a massive, diehard Green Bay Packers fan. I was walking into that game against San Francisco, Francisco 49ers if you guys are football fans you know I was walking in there with like no expectations like yes I wanted mm. to win but with like no expectations 
But then we make it to the third quarter, and the Green Bay Packers are looking like they, they might win this thing. Like, they're leading. They're in the lead right here. And that's when the hope started creeping in. Mm -hmm. And I should have... I knew, I knew better. I knew better, but I let it happen anyways. I started feeling the hope. They inevitably lost. Listen. I felt like shit afterwards. This is what it is to be a sports fan. Listen, I mean, if you guys are also Buffalo Bills fans, you guys experienced that literally yesterday. There's yeah. also missed yeah. field goals in that one too, right? Yeah. And I mean, if you're Blue Jay fans right here, which obviously most of you are, you felt that for the last two seasons right more in the, than that in the baby more than that <laughs> yeah well especially in the postseason yes, right like yeah. that, like that heartbreak is real but that is what makes you a fan and like i wouldn't i wouldn't take back anything i don't regret anything about tracking the potential otani flight like right. that's what makes being a fan of a team so exciting and you know what if it makes us a loser then hell we're losers we're the biggest effing losers out here because you know, at least we, you know, we experience something together and we're hoping to bounce back in a bigger way. Look, mm -hmm. you can fall down really hard, but you can also rise from the ashes pretty good. Yeah. And well, that will feel even better. I mean, even though it kind of sucks to hear what Jim Bowden is saying right there, and like he did kind of come after Toronto Blue Jays fans, uh, I kind of agree with him in a sense. Like, I yeah, do think yeah. that if you were to kind of power rank this offseason right now, uh, just looking at a team perspective, right? Not necessarily the fans, but from a team perspective... I think that Toronto Blue Jays, from where they were to where they are right now, this is definitely one of the worst off seasons, you know? I mean, like, there's definitely some worse ones. I think Tampa Bay Rays are having a pretty bad one right now, having to ship some people off. And then have their the, star player obviously arrested? Obviously, the, the oh. legal issues going on there with, uh, with you know, he who shall not be named, right? So they're, they're dealing with a lot of stuff yeah. going on right there. But uh, Toronto Blue Jays are 100% up there when it comes to one of the worst off seasons. When you look at the best off seasons, you do have... The, uh, the LA Dodgers, you do have the New York Yankees, but we're no, nowhere close to that level. So I understand what Jim Bowden is coming out here and saying that it's like there was a lot of hope for not a lot of results. Yeah, no, I hear you. Hey, just another shout out to another team that was kind of named as one of the biggest losers right here. Not to get too off uh, track, but he also mentions the Boston Red Sox as like their team as being the biggest losers. Not their fans, not their management, right, right, but right. the Boston Red Sox as a whole identity. I mean, yeah, I mean, they've done some weird stuff this offseason. They've been on to virtually everyone, just like the Toronto Blue Jays, and they've really come up with not much, just kind of the same team you're rolling out there. It it's, sucks. it's the same deal, right? Like, you hear them in on Teo, you hear that they... <clears throat> might be in on some pitchers and they're just not coming up with anything and yeah it's it's a shitty situation to be in when you are that i mean like what what's that term it's like always the bridesmaid never the bride right it's yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. you're always showing up to the wedding but it's, it's never you you know it's never right. you're, you're close but you're not quite there and that is what this offseason has felt like for toronto blue jays fans granted I mean, if they go out, if they get Jorge Soler, I mean, hell, Cody Bellinger's still available. If they were to do that, not saying that they're going to, but yeah, if yeah. they were to do something like that, then you can certainly make an argument for why this offseason will have been salvaged. But there will never be any coming back from the uh, the, the flight tracker show. Yeah. Watch. We will never get to that high again. No, never. And I mean, some of you guys, we asked on our Twitter, we asked on our Instagram for a bunch of your questions. We're going to get into a few of those ones you asked uh, about an hour ago. But a lot of the common theme that I'm seeing, and I'm, we're, we're not going to pull up one in particular, but a lot of the common theme is Solaire. Yeah. Is he going to save this offseason? And I, I, I don't think it's going to save the offseason. I think it's going to... You know, if we really look at the team where it was, who we lost and who we're bringing back, I think it's going to kind of replenish mm. the team a little bit. But, like, it's still going to feel kind of awkward because, I mean, not to go into grave detail, but, you know, we're missing a lot of guys. You're, like, you're missing Bell, you're missing Merrifield, you're missing Chad, and you got back Kiermaier. But, and then, you know, it, it doesn't really feel like, hey, you're missing Hicks, too. Mm -hmm. You lost Hicks, right? And, and, and you're not going to get Rodriguez right up away. Apparently, he's going to be in AAA. So, and then you add Solaire. It doesn't feel necessarily like you you improved, but you just kind of replenished in a different well, way. Well, okay, but let me ask you though: mm -hmm. Is that the hope talking, or is is that is that actual? Is that the real truth? Because I know when we were walking into this offseason, mm -hmm. prior to the Otani stuff, prior to the Juan Soto stuff, prior to the Cody Bellinger stuff, it really was like, well, maybe we're going to get a Solaire. Right. Maybe we're going to get a pitcher. I mean, if you know, flashback four months ago, I would have told you, we're going to get Yariel Rodriguez, an exciting young Cuban pitcher on a mm -hmm. good deal. Mm -hmm. We're going to get maybe Jorge Soler if they do go out and get him in this fantasy situation. We bring back Kevin Kiermaier, we get IKF. Do you say, okay? I, I'd probably say, you know, you're right. You convinced me. I'd probably say, okay. Mm. You know, I wouldn't be yeah. like, that, that's an incredible offseason. I'd be yeah. like, okay, we did enough to try again. 
it's, you know, it was it didn't go over the top though. It no. didn't kind of save the team from the maybe reality of oh, our bats are still kind of bad. The, the young guys did exactly what they did last year, and here we are again. Yeah, the same offense. It, it's one of those situations where we did at that level what I expected them to do coming into the offseason. Yeah. It just so happens that there were so many rumors, there were so many roller coasters yeah. of, of potentially getting these big stars that now when we're walking in and it's like, oh, we got Kevin Kiermeyer and IKF and, and Yo-Yo Rodriguez. Yeah. I don't know that. Yeah, like IKF for me is a negative. It, it was never a positive right. signing in, in my mind because I was either you're going to get Matt Chapman back, you're going to make a trade, maybe you're going to sign Jamer Candelario, uh, or you're going to call up like Addison Barger, Elvis Martinez. We're, we're not doing any of those. Mm -hmm. We're getting IKF. That was the guy who I said preseason, like, man, um, this is the last guy to be thinking about right now. Like, this is my, like, okay, well, we missed out on we, everyone's gone. It's now uh, late February, and this guy's still on the board. All right, let's bring him in just in case. Dude, I, I really do think that the that the thinking with Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, and I know that he's on a two-year deal, and that's that has always been an area of contentions for me because I'm like, why did we make it two years? That's still confusing. Yeah. But I really do believe that the whole situation with IKF is simply because of the amount of prospects that the Toronto Blue Jays have in their system mm -hmm. who are potentially ready to come to the MLB. I, I think you saw the tweet that I made this morning mm -hmm. that was looking at the top 10 Toronto Blue Jays prospects, and I've talked to you guys about this before, but there is six out of the top 10 that were either expected to come up last year or expected to come up in 2024. That is a sizable amount of talent yeah. that you have just chilling down there. Obviously, not all of them are going to be you know fit for the third base bag, but your number two guy is in Aravis Martinez. Addison Barger, I mean, potentially he could do some stuff in the infield right there. So I really do believe that the IKF thing is just us saying we are going to try our best to, to trust our prospect pool and give these guys an opportunity. Although it, it still kind of stinks. See, well, here's my question is like, why, why break? IKF is just jog, like, um, he's providing a log jam. For that third base bag. Because now you have Schneider, now you have Espinal, now you have IKF kind of floating around that third bag and second base bag. Like, if you really want to bring one of these guys up to play, you you got to have them have more playing time than not. That's why they're, that's why there's so many at the door right now knocking like, okay, we're ready to go. But you don't want to just bring them up and bring them up for a bench rule when they have this much prospect per capital. Because then you're going to waste it away on the bench. And you're going to start that clock. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. So that's why... I got to push back a little bit and kind of disagree. I think that IKF move wasn't to help these guys come up. It was to actually keep them down there. See, I hear what you're saying, but I, I'm looking at it from a place of insurance. And I'm hoping that the Toronto Blue Jays are, even though, and again, that's why I always come back to the two years, even though they locked him down for two years, I'm hoping that the, that the thinking is that we don't really care what happens to this guy. It, re mm. it truly is just a Band-Aid thing. And I do believe that Espinal, I know you've been talking about this. Yeah. I don't think he's got a place on this team for very much longer. That's the only way it makes sense. these players, right? That's the only way it makes sense. So I think that, yes, right now, just on paper, when you're looking at these players, go, oh, there's, there's a log jam. Like, they're not going to have an opportunity. And sure, right now, but into the season, if Espinal is, you know, if he's getting sent down or he's getting traded, and if IKF, like, he's riding the bench a whole lot of the time and just kind of coming in and doing whatever – then I think you're going to start to see the opportunities. And I'm hoping that the whole IKF thing was just, he plays kind of good defense. We're going to get him in. We're going to get him to band-aid this thing over, maybe teach these guys a little bit. Not about hitting, yeah, <laughs> no, no, but no. a little bit about being a major leaguer. And then Aravis Martinez and maybe one of the other dudes is going to take over yeah. and he's going to be out of here. I guess if you can make the argument, this guy is the Matt Chapman veteran replacement with the defense. But not as quite well, as good. <laughs> you know, he, he's truly a Band-Aid. He's like yeah. one of those cheap Band-Aids, one of those like Sharky Band-Aids, Hot Wheel Band-Aids that you slap on that fall off after like two hours. Yeah. You know? And and I think that it's one of those situations where you're okay with it falling off after two hours. Yeah, because yeah. Because you don't really care. You only spent $3 on the box. That's exactly you know? right. It's like, it, we know it's cheap. It, whatever the future is, it doesn't matter. If you do decide to, to pop off, yeah. great. You know, yeah, like, yeah. great. That's even better for us right now. Just more talent but if not we're totally cool because we have these guys so that's kind of how i've been talking myself into why this ikf signing <laughs> makes sense i'm certainly not excited about yeah. it yeah i'm not excited about it and i, and I do agree <laughs> that it is kind of silly but no, no, no. i understand a little bit. i just think it's funny that like it's been so dead this off season that the only place our mind has to go is to try to talk ourselves into believing in the moves that the management's made well you know? that's you know you get to a place where, and 
I mean, Ross Atkins has done some dumb shit, guys. Like he's he's done some some wild stuff that I do a hundred percent disagree with in the mm. front office. But I mean, you, you gotta have a little bit of faith, right? Because mm -hmm. if there's no faith at all, then like effectively every video we make here should just be like get rid of Ross Atkins. Right, if, right. if he truly is that stupid and there's no method to the madness at all, like then he's got to go. I am hoping that. He proves himself right and that there is some level of thinking yeah. here as to, as to why they went out and did this. Well, here, this is year two of uh, let's try to prevent runs strategy. Yes. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, hey, yeah. we did a really good job of preventing runs mm -hmm. last year. We were one of the best in baseball at preventing runs. We just weren't that good at scoring them. So I, if we become, I said to Nick right before this, like if we just all of a sudden become really good at scoring runs, like the boys bounce back and like, oh, you know, baseball can be like that. Any sport can be like that. You have a bad season one year and the next season it's like, oh, everything's fine. We forgot about all the bad badness. Now we're good again. If we just be good offensively, it's a lot of wishful thinking, but also do what we did for preventing runs. We should be fine. Well, if we just be good, then yeah, we did, <laughs> we're gonna be good. And we're just good. fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it, guys. It's. I was talking to Adam about this prior to uh, like getting live and recording this, but it, projecting for sports is really difficult, especially where the Toronto Blue Jays are at right now, because our brains are trained to work in a linear fashion, mm -hmm. right? And and when the Toronto Blue Jays were getting better. It was okay. Well, the mm -hmm. the graph is projecting upwards. Mm -hmm. The graph is projecting upwards. And last season, I think that you saw the graph either stay at the same level or maybe even go down a little bit. And because of that, our brains automatically go, okay, yeah. well, we've got to project linearly. We're, we're going down now. Like, we yeah. are now on yeah. the decline. And because we haven't made any moves to potentially change that, yeah, we're going to think that we're going to get worse. But you never know what's going to happen with these players. We have a lot of young guys still on the team and a lot of guys who have the potential to do better. So... It, it truly is a test of patience. You know, it's funny because you're talking about linear, uh, you know, graphs and looking at the team as a whole. Because uh, as a team as a whole, I really do think the team went, uh, you know, 2020, 2021 we went up, 2022 we went up a little bit more. But then 2023 we kind of like plateaued because we did the exact same thing. Basically a little bit less, a little bit of a dip down, right? Yes. Nothing's linear. Uh, however, however, you look at the pitching side of things, it went up, 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 up. Mm -hmm. Hitting went up, up down down yeah so and that's why we're so hyper focused on fixing that offense and if it can it, look if we're believing in what we're saying is that it's not going to always go down straight if it can just go back up <laughs> and then you gotta hope the other side of the coin stays up too that's, you know maybe plateaus hey pitching plateau that is you the, know, plateau. that is the big problem because and i've been seeing some articles come out on this more and i do agree with them uh but but they're saying that there could be a big problem with just trusting that the pitching is going to remain yeah, the same yeah. because as you guys know, I mean, if you've been watching the Blue Jays for a few years, you'll you'll understand that pitching has never really been the Toronto Blue Jays' strong suit. It, it's just not usually where they invest their time, invest their money, and they have been doing that over the past few years, and we saw the results last season. Mm -hmm. But it is a scary place to be just kind of praying and hoping that our pitching is either going to continue to get better or stay at the same level because it was a top five unit in effectively every statistical category last year. And for this team, for this strategy to work, I mean, the lowest that it can go is top 10, right? It, it, the lowest it can Yo. go. If it, if, it, if it dips below the top 10 mark, we're then we're 100% we are out of it. Yeah. I, I promise you that. I will still stick by this is that pitching wins championships – we had the pitching last year, but what we didn't have was the offense. We, like, literally, when it mattered, when offense mattered the most, we were bottom five team in baseball. Yeah. And that's, and that's where you saw it really dip off. You could have a, you could have a mediocre offense. Overall, our offense was pretty average. If you look at everything across the board, it just so happened when it mattered the most, we were not driving in any runs with runners scoring position. So that, that really swayed the the outcome of a lot of games. Well, again, I'm I'm. Oh, you can tell that I'm still uh, grieving from football because I'm going to use another football analogy. <laughs> but, but in that in that Green Bay Packers game, guys, uh, Packers made it to the red zone a bunch of times. They made it to the red zone a bunch of times. They could not get it in the goddamn end zone. They had to settle for field goals. Toronto Blue Jays, we were making it to the red zone. We weren't even getting the field goals. Yeah, you know, we were yeah. we we weren't getting the touchdown. We were getting a field. We were getting nothing. We were turning man. the ball over. Literally, yeah, exactly, right. <laughs> it's like you know, we're getting in these situations where okay, we, we should score now. We should leave with points, Dude, you, and you never do. How many runners at third base with less than one out did you see during the Toronto Blue Jays season? And All not a single run came home. All the time. It was incredible. All the time, and you, you get these situations where it's like okay, you, you uh, single walk. 
out, out, out. Oh, you know? Pop yeah. up, strike out, yeah. ground out. Every end time. Of the, end of the inning. Every yeah, time. Horrible. Quick shout out here to Michael Goodrich with the uh, $5 dono saying, Atkins is brainless. <laughs> he needs a lobotomy to smarten oh, up. God. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay, we're at that point in the offseason, everybody. We are at that point. <laughs> Let's actually get to a few uh, fan questions from you guys. We tweeted this out a few uh, hours ago, two hours ago. Mm -hmm. uh, we got a bunch of questions in. We are going to highlight those in a second, but quick, let's just give a, a little shout-out to the sponsor of this video. Time for, for a quick shout-out to Betway. Betway is the best place to make all of your sports bets on all of your favorite teams. Betway is also in collaboration with iGaming Ontario. Must be 19 years older to participate. And guys, please, bet responsibly. Now, back to the content. Shout out to Betway, everybody, for being absolutely phenomenal, guys. That is the place to be if you are interested in sports betting whatsoever. So we tweeted this out, asking for a few questions, doing the little mailbag, because mm -hmm. that seems to be the season for it right <laughs> now. What's a good one, man? What's yeah, a good one? Uh, we'll go through it and look at all your guys, like kind of scroll through. I picked out a few of you guys um, with some interesting topics that I really haven't thought about yet, or maybe it's about time to start thinking about. Mm -hmm. Uh, so shout out to you guys. If you're watching, you'll be in this video here today. Brian284288, he says that interesting question with the AL East, obviously this is not the question, but with the AL East being as competitive as it is, I think it's very warranted that he asks this. Will the Blue Jays winning games against the AL East be another huge factor this season? And, and yes, like we did experience a bit of a, uh, uh, a loss, I guess, you, for lack of a better term, in games against the AL East because of the schedule changes, which factored a little bit, I guess, but there is still a large amount of games against the AL East. Wow. Do you think it's going to be a big factor with the way that the AL East is shaping yeah, up this year? Yeah, of course I do, man. I really think it will be. Last year, I don't remember all of our records, but I remember specifically... Baltimore annihilated us. Yeah. Like, they were yeah. consistently Strings. annihilating us the whole time, right? And that's just something that you can't have happen, right? You can't go – you can't give them, like, 10 games. It's, 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 that's not something no. that you can that's do. A you know? That's exactly. a swing. Exactly. That's a massive swing, right? And you just don't want to see that. And I think looking at the AL East as a whole right now, I'm not familiar with what the over-unders and the win totals will be for every team, but I would anticipate – that the New York Yankees and the Toronto Blue Jays win total will probably be pretty close. Mm, and and, mm. and Tampa Bay Rays, they won 99, 99 games, games last year. I don't expect them to win that much. I expect them to be maybe closer to the high 80s. Mm -hmm. So their win total might be mm -hmm. pretty close to ours as well. right? So if you're in a situation coming down the stretch, maybe it's September and uh, or uh, you know August, September, mm -hmm. and you're within one or two games from one another, yeah. those games that you have against one another mean absolutely everything because yeah. the swing is just so huge. Like, if you look at our record against the AL East uh, at the end there, I know we started off the season really bad. We did eventually get better. But overall, we were one of the worst teams against their own division against anybody else in baseball. Uh, shout out to Brian here. You said they went 21-31 and 31 there against you go. the AL East in there you 2023. Go. That's, a, that's 10 game swing. Yeah, That's and, a huge swing. And think about this, right? I, I don't know exactly the the allotment of all of those games right there but let's just say that you know five of those l's or i guess more than that um that you don't have in the w's column is going to the new york yankees mm -hmm. that is a that's just a massive thing that yep. you do not yep. want to have happen at all i mean i think that at the at the very least this season you need to go about 500 in the al east and hopefully yeah. if you're a very yeah. good team and you and you want to make the playoffs you have to do better than that because mm -hmm. I, I do believe that the Blue Jays will be picking up W's against some of those other American League squads that just are not at the same caliber of them. Kansas City, you know, Oakland, like all of those squads, we are going to be feasting on them. It is going to happen. Stay 500 in your own division. Stay 500. That's what you got to do, man. I mean, the Orioles were dominating in against the AL East. That's why they got 100 wins. Uh, but, yeah, you gotta you got to absolutely stay 500, man. We can't have a season like we did last year. Imagine if we actually went even, you know, whatever, whatever math comes out to. We went even, an extra five games. We win 94 games. Totally. That, you know, it's a huge yeah, difference. Yeah, 94 games. Does that change who we play in the in the playoffs? Yeah, Does that yeah. change, you know, the outcome? I don't know. I really you have know. no idea, right? It's impossible to say at this point. But to assume that uh, divisional games, even though there is less of them, doesn't mean anything, is completely ignorant. They mean absolutely everything. Mm -hmm. So, yes, that is very important. Okay, next one. Wait, this was actually from, uh, this was from Instagram, folks. Let me flash this over to y'all. Uh, shout out to Martians... Martians, Marushans. Uh, Marushans, excuse go. me, response. He said, uh, when is our next realistic chance to win the World Series and how do we get there soon? So a two-part question right there. 
when's our next realistic chance, and how do we get there soon? Okay, well, Let's... guys, let us know in the comments, when do you think the next realistic chance is? Mm -hmm. uh, um, I, I'm going to say that the next realistic chance is actually, it's right now. Mm -hmm. It is right mm -hmm. now. And I do, I do wholeheartedly believe that, folks. We're not in a situation, although a lot of people are going to be down on this team, and, and I understand it. I do fully understand why we are down on right, this team. Right, right. But we're not in a situation like, I don't know, again, Kansas City or, or Oakland, you know, Oakland. those examples, that's, right? Yeah. Like, that's down bad. That is 100%. You are not going to make playoffs. You are not going to win the World Series. It's not mm -hmm. going to happen. Mm -hmm. But when you look at this team, there is a pathway. It, it is actually realistic. It's going to be tough, but it is realistic. You have the pitchers in Gosman and in Bassett and in Burrios. Now you got Rodriguez, too. You got Kikuchi. Is Alec Manoa going to bounce back? There's a reality where that pitching staff finishes number one in all of the key categories, and if they can go on an absolute tear and they can go on a run, then, yeah, you, you can win series against tough teams. Now, it will require scoring more than uh, two runs, mm -hmm. one run in, in the two games against Minnesota Twins, I think. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have to score a bit more than that, but I think that the next way to do it, it, it will be uh, next year. Yeah, because... Because if you're asking, like, when is the most likely chance we're going to win a World Series, it's very impossible to answer that question. But if you're just saying, hey, when, when do we go from a 0% to a 1%? When does it become, like, a reality? You know, when is, when is our hope? And, yeah, there is a hope. I'd give us maybe a 2%, 2 or 3% chance out of all the teams that are right now in the league to win a World Series next year. It's, it's probably down there, right? Like, we're not the favorites. We're definitely not the underdogs, but I think we're around the, the middle of the pack. Well, and let me put it to you this way. And again, I know it's very difficult to project a few years in the future yeah. because everything, will, everything change. will change. But just looking at the contracts that we have right now, I would argue that we have a better chance to win the World Series this year than we will in two years because we yeah, don't yeah. know what's happening with Vlad. We don't know what's happening yeah. with Bo. And then after that, I mean, it gets impossible to tell after that, but let's just say you don't sign either of them back who knows when you're going to get another opportunity to be in this competitive yeah. window. So, we we yeah. have no idea. I mean, you, hell, those two guys could walk away, and then all of a sudden you sign the next – you sign Juan Soto, and then you you know, you know sign other guys. Like, who knows maybe, what the hell maybe. could happen? We have no idea. So, yeah, next realistic chance, I guess it would be right now uh, in the next two years. And how do we get there soon? It's just you need Vladdy to be an MVP guy again, man. I, I keep putting the pressure on Vladdy. You gotta have him be a superstar. If we're not gonna sign you a superstar this offseason, you gotta have him be a superstar. You gotta have the pitching be good again. You gotta have Bo do what he did. You gotta have some breakout guys. Like, you need guys to break out in order to get there sooner rather than later. I think the biggest thing for me as well, and it, it really does come down to clutch. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's just something that I think that these players even though they put up strong statistical seasons, they just don't have. You know, you could have a a guy with a 750 OPS, you know, completely average, but if he's clutch and, and he comes up when you need him to, that's more valuable to me than a dude with an 850 OPS who doesn't come up big in those moments, mm -hmm. right? Like, again, I'm, I'm moving it back to football here, but, <laughs> but you look at... Um, I mean, you were talking about the Bills game, right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, I, we don't have anybody even remotely close to Patrick Mahomes' capability. Uh, uh, he's clutch. But he's just clutch. Yeah. He just he wins. You know what yeah. I mean? And sometimes he wins, and he doesn't have these big, ma you know, massive statistical games. Mm -hmm. But he wins, yeah, and and they yeah. come out on top every single damn time. And if you're an NFL fan, you kind of hate it because it's so frustrating. It's like, why do we keep seeing this guy win? Because that's what he does. He is a winner. And yeah. right now on the Toronto Blue Jays, we have some very strong statistical talents, but it hasn't translated into I am a winning hey, talent. Listen, you know? I'll even get, I'll throw some uh, um, credit to Vladdy right now. Last year with runners to scoring position and two outs, he was very damn clutch. He was, he was good. He was good. But then in the postseason, not there. It wasn't there. Yeah, you, you could be great all season. Look at the Toronto Maple Leafs. They're great all. Not this year. This year, I don't know what the hell's going on with them. But like. All season, for the last eight years, they've been very good in the regular season. And then where the hell do they end up in the postseason? That's right. Right? It, it's it's totally... It, it is a thing, guys. It is 100% a thing. And I hate that it's a thing. And I hate that it's a narrative. But it it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Because the more you go to the playoffs, mm -hmm. a lot of times it's like, okay, well, you're getting the experience. This is going to help you. And I do think that that's true. I think yeah. there's absolutely an element to that. But when you go there time and time and time again... And you lose, and you lose, and you don't come up, and you know it. You get these moments, you get these opportunities. 
it's that much harder to do it next time because you're, you're thinking about it. Exactly. That. You're getting demons in your head. Yeah. Right? Like, what do they always say about the Maple Leafs? They have demons. Totally. They have demons, right? And I, I think the Blue Jays starting to grow some little demons in the back of their head going, Ew, yeah. you scored one run last year. You know, like that kind of demon, you know? I, I totally agree with you, man, because they know the narrative and they know that if they lose again, you know, everyone's mm -hmm. going to come for their halves. Obviously, mm -hmm. we'll forgive them come April. Yeah. But, they, yep. you know, this is the narrative. And I obviously think that they don't want that. But we need somebody to lead this team and to say, forget about all of that. We're going to go out there. We're just, we're going to win. You know, yeah. and, and I feel like we haven't had that in a long time. So I don't know how you even quali quantify that. Uh, but that's how we get there soon, man. Well, that that's a great transition to the next uh, question sent in on Twitter right here by... Uh, Pe Pedro <laughs> Pedro is saying who are your predictions on Blue Jays that will break out this year and do you think there's a short leash on a short leash on the coaching staff let's rule Vladdy out this out of this question just because I know we've already talked he's already him. broke out he's so already broke out and stuff who and let's rule out Bo because we know he's already broken out and everything who else do we need for the Blue Jays to break out. Maybe let's leave out George Springer too. Because again, like all these guys that are proven that should already be doing it. Let's leave out guys who haven't really done it yet. Who do you need to break out for the Blue Jays? Who do to break out this year? Um, and I mean, I'm trying to be realistic because, yeah, you can, you can really throw any name into yeah. this. And you can say, yeah. oh, I hope that he's going to break out. You know, like Dave Schneider is going to be the next, you know, Mike Trout and blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. And, okay, yeah, that'd be great. But I don't know if it's actually going to happen. Mm -hmm. Um who do I think? I, I know who. I know it's gotta yeah, go be. Ahead, go ahead. Uh, it's gotta be Dalton Varsho. Right. He's he's got to break out, and even in his year where he quote unquote broke out, it was it was good. It wasn't like you know the next level good that we were all hoping. I, I think he really he needs to increase the batting average. If he could find a way to bump that batting average average up like thirty points, hit two fifty again, that would for me would be great in a hitter's ballpark in Toronto. That would be the difference maker. Hit a few more home runs. Uh, you really do need him because a He's, again, that lefty bat that has that power potential that you can easily slot in the middle of the lineup. And if he's going to be in left field every single day, maybe playing center as well, if KK is, like, you know, near the end of the season, kind of going on the bench, splitting time, he's going to be in the lineup every day. You can't have this guy be an easy out like he was a lot of the time last year. He needs to break out and be a threat in the lineup. That's what the Blue Jays really need this year. So, okay, but... As Pedro says, who are your predictions? Do you do you active? Do you actually mm -hmm. think it's going to happen? Yeah, no. <laughs> so I read that question differently. Like, who needs to break out? Mm. Who are your predictions that will break out? Fuck. I actually am not predicting that Bar Show is going to break out. Right. I, I I don't know what, what you've been thinking about for a while. Who do you have? I I don't have a specific name, but I do think, and I'm gonna put the I'm gonna lump this as a whole. One of the players on that top ten prospect list. That's what I'm going to say. I think okay. that one of those guys, and it's impossible to say who it's going to be, but we're going to see some of them come up at some point in this season. And just like David Schneider kind of came up and played a really key role for them down the stretch, he was winning us games uh, that were critical for us because, you know, when you look back at that the, the playoff race, if he didn't come up and he didn't do what we did, we might not have even had those two games against Minnesota at all. Mm. You know, so even though it was a small sample size, he played a critical role. I am thinking that one of these players is going to come up. I can't say who it's going to be, but one of them is going to come up and is going to show the hell up for the Toronto Blue Jays at some point during the season and and, and play play a key role in, in bringing us potentially to to the postseason. That's I, where I'm going. I guess uh, I would agree with you if it's the second half of the season because I don't think these guys are starting the season with the Jays. No, um, no, no, I don't think so either. It would be like a, we're calling you up in like late August kind of situation. Like you're kind of like David Shaw. You're going to play maybe two months, maybe a month, if that, uh, and maybe break out in that way. And like, yeah, that would be a shocking force near the end of the season. Um, I think it'll, I think it will be so, such a breakout that if and when we make the playoffs, this player, whomstever he will be, mm -hmm. will play a key role in that as well. Right. Like, that's that's what I'm going to say. Like, this, is, this will be a, a cornerstone to the team moving forward. That's how we're going to finish the season. We're going to be excited about this player for the next year as well. Yeah. Okay, okay. I hear you what know? you're saying. I, I'll, go, I'll go with one that's on the current roster. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Would you consider Kirk breakout? Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah. And I think that, you know, like, yeah, you, you ter- use the term breakout, but I'd also see, even if Vladimir Guerrero Jr., for instance, got back to that mm-hmm. 900 OPS and not only like did it statistically, but took on that strong leadership role. Yeah. That I would even consider that to be a breakout in mm-hmm, its own mm-hmm. sense, you know, because that's that's him growing, that's him evolving, that's him showing that he still got it, that it wasn't a fluke. Because yeah. that was another question that we got. It was saying like, was twenty twenty one a fluke for Guerrero? Which until he proves otherwise, yeah. I mean, maybe it was. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, so I would even consider that. So I, I think that you can you can almost go anywhere with it. You know. Yeah, uh, I'll flash over the hay chase. With that <laughs> yeah, question right, right there, there, dude. Right there. <laughs> um, so I am gonna go Kirk because I think Kirk's eyes way too good. Granted, I, you say the same thing about Biggio. I think his approach was way too good. Uh, difference between him and Biggio is that when the pitches were in the zone, he would hammer them, uh, yes. and he wouldn't miss. His contact was way higher than. Than anything, and like him and Bijou arguably have the same power, but Kirk's got better contact. So I think with a better approach this year, and there was a hag uh, qu- uh, quote that came out today, our new um, uh, hitting uh, assistant coach, uh, saying that like he's going to try and simplify everything for the players, not have all this stuff in their head. Which I really think that's what the problem was last year. Everyone had too much crap in their head, mm-hmm. overthinking everything. So if they could just simplify, get back to their strengths, which was Kirk waiting for the right pitch to hit. I think he's going to break out because he's going to get older, right? He's going to be like, what, 24, 25, 25 years old? I believe so, yeah. And, and I think he's going to he's gonna be in his best shape. we all seen the photos. I think I'm going with Kirk for the breakout for the Jays. I would tend to agree with you, man. I'm, I mean, I think that Kirk is at the very least going to have a bounce back season. Oh, yeah. I think very that least. he is uh, going to – like, he heard the narrative. And and here's the thing, right? Like, you, you, you hear all this body shaming stuff. That's got to affect a player, right? Like, they, yeah. they hear it. They know that it's coming. He is going to the gym. Yeah, he is yeah. trying to make an active change in his lifestyle, which I fully support 100%. And he knows that he didn't perform last year. And nothing is guaranteed in this league at all. So I anticipate that Kirk is going to play a, a key critical role for the Toronto Blue Jays yeah. moving forward. Like, and, and also, too, sorry sorry to mm-hmm. cut you off there, but Danny Jansen's on a one-year deal. Yeah. And if, I'm, if yeah. I, Kirk is smart, he's seeing the writing on the wall right here and going, okay, well... If I really show up, maybe that extension money for Danny Jansen doesn't go over there. Maybe it comes to me yeah. at some point, you know? Yeah. So, just saying. Just yeah, saying. very possibly. I was going to say, um, like, you know, for Kirk, he's doing everything he possibly can in the offseason to, like, maximize his potential. Because, like, I think the problem wasn't even that his, his conditioning. Because, like, he was in the same condition he was the year before, right? right? And he still did well. I, I think he's just doing everything he can to, to sharpen every other part of his game. Because I really think the problem was his approach. It was just messed up last year. Not having consistent playing time. Coming to spring training late. I think it was more of a mental and, and like, getting up to speed kind of thing. Uh, rather than the uh, ability, like, his physical ability. But I think he's doing that part, which will raise his floor even more. 100%, you know? dude. I mean, like, at the end of the day, I, I fully agree with you. Mm-hmm. But it don't hurt shaving exactly. off a few pounds and getting a little quicker with the baseball Exactly, night, you know? exactly. It can't hurt you to pop, like, what, four or five more homers, Kirk? For real. Like, that'd be great. For real, dude. Uh, let's bring up another question. I believe I had one. I have a few more here, guys. I, oh, I This is a good one. This is less... Blue Jays, it could be Blue Jays if yeah. you really frame it this way. Yeah, it could. Uh, yeah, it, could. Yeah. it really did, really good. Uh, this one is from Matthew Bessie, 03, saying which team is going to regress this year. Uh, and you could say the Toronto Blue Jays, but if we look around the league, I know an easy one. It's going to be the Tampa Bay Rays. I was going to say, too, it, it yeah. does feel like the easy answer has got to be Tampa Bay. Like, 
obviously, folks, they always find a way. That's the narrative. Kevin Cash is a mastermind. You can't take anything away from him. He will turn, you know, triple uh, A scrubs into superstars in no time. Right? right. Like he feels like he's got a magic wand over there. But I just think that when you lose your best pitcher, when your other best player is having what's going on with him, he might not ever touch a baseball field ever no, again, never. right? So, like, when that happens and you don't get anything back for that, you didn't even trade that, dude. Like, that was just, like, a pure net yeah. loss. And you're losing money. Yeah. I wonder if there's some sort of protection there, a whole other conversation, but yeah. It, it just feels to me that it's not going to be their year. I mean, you've also heard some rumors that they're looking at trading some other guys away, too. So I could see a reality where... If they got off to a slow start, come right. trade deadline, those players who are deserving of some money, maybe mm -hmm. their names start coming up, and maybe they have to trade them away, and then you know the season really starts to dip down. Yeah. So I, I think that they're going to regress quite a bit. Yeah, I'll be honest. Like, there's a lot of teams in the AL that aren't regressing. They will regress because a lot of teams are going to be progressing, and then what happens is the more progressive teams then get better than the, the other yeah. teams that are regressing. You know what I mean? So uh, it's hard to pinpoint that. Because uh, I'm looking around. Houston got better. Uh, you could argue that Mariners got a little bit better, if not like kind of the same. Uh, the Rangers, they're not going to go anywhere. Uh, Baltimore, they're not going anywhere. AL East all got better. But the Blue Jays, honestly, if you're going to make – if I'm outside of a Blue Jays fan, I would say the Blue Jays regressed. I, I might say they regressed a little bit. I, I fully understand that, and I think yeah. that there is definitely some, some truth to it. But I'd also you know come back to you and say, well, we only won 89 games last year anyways. You know, so like, do you do you really think that? The, do you think the Blue Jays are a 500 team? Because that's effectively yeah. what it means to regress. Is we're flirting with 500 at that point. I still think that we're better than 500. Yeah, for sure. So for sure. I, you know, I don't think that we're honestly going to regress that much. Like, I think the worst case scenario here is we're winning like 86 games, which would suck. That would not right. be good enough for playoffs. Right. But I don't see us making a huge regression in that regard. Um, I hear you. Lot, uh, look, how many more do you want to do? One, we'll one, do a couple more. Yeah, a we'll couple, do a couple more. more okay, a couple, I'm having fun. Couple more guys. We got Dave Walsh, and this one, not to beat a dead horse right now, but Dave Walsh saying, "Why? Please tell me why this team doesn't just sign Bellinger, Snell, and Soler. Why don't they just sign those guys? Why don't they just get every player out there? It's you know? beyond me why this hasn't happened yet. Well, signing all three of those guys is definitely." extremely thin reality that that does not happen um but why don't they sign ballinger why don't they sign or snell just one of them or Solet? well why don't they do it i think that i've i've tried to be as clear as i can about this and and i really think that this is the situation that's going on with toronto ross atkins has come out and he has spent a lot of Rogers communication uh, company's money. He has mm. spent a lot of it. He has like been in their pockets, and he has been taking their credit card and just like tap, 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 tapping away. Just like me when it's a Friday night yeah. and I'm at the bar. Okay, it's just tap, 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 right? And he, he's really just like going crazy with it. And with the lack of results in the playoffs, if I am the owner of said credit card. I'm going to start going, uh, you're not tapping as much this offseason, mm -hmm, dude, mm -hmm. because where are my results? And there yeah. hasn't been any. So I think that Rodgers is kind of pulling the leash back a little bit and saying, look, we got you Kevin Gosman and we got you Chris Bassett and, and we got you George Springer and, you know, we, we went out and we got all these players. Give us some wins in the postseason. I think that is why you're not yeah. seeing them go crazy this, yeah. this year. I mean, if we go back to the beginning of the offseason, what Mark Shapiro said, that they have about the same budget they had last year. Well, technically, they're kind of staying within that budget right now. They have about, we broke it down on, on a recent podcast, they have about like 15 to $20 million-ish more left to spend, give or take. Um, so if you look at it right now, they're, they were trying to be as most efficient with their budget as possible. Address some infield depth, address the bullpen, maybe the starting pitching with Yariel Rodriguez. Uh, you know, you go out and you bring back a reliable outfielder that you needed. And then maybe we have someone else, maybe whoever's left that we can afford in that range. We'll go and we add that. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I guess you can give them some credit. They spent what the Rogers, what Rogers communication was giving them. Yes. And they spent it in a way to kind of replace all those missing holes that the Blue Jays lost. That is assuming, though, that they still go they out go and get, they get one more. They go they out and get Soler or Peterson or that's what why have they, you. That's why they won't get Snell or Bellinger. Now it's out of their budget. Now yeah. you're looking at the Soler, the Petersons, maybe the Martinez kind of range. Exactly. And, I mean, it was always going to be different with Shohei Otani because we've yes. said this a million times, too, but you get 
all love Japan. Yeah. All love Japan. Yeah. I mean, just from a YouTube standpoint, everybody, if you want to do a, a interesting thought or just an experiment right here, uh, go take a look at Dodgers Nation. Go look them up on YouTube, and, and you will see a dramatic difference in viewership on that YouTube channel yeah. alone. So this is yeah. a third-party thing. It's not even the LA Dodgers. It's a third-party thing, and they are getting a lot more viewership since Shohei Otani mm -hmm. signed. And that's mm -hmm. just them you know, reaping the benefits of having an entire nation now interested in in the LA yeah. Dodgers, right? Yeah. So like that yeah. is that's what Otani brings. He brings eyeballs. Dude, dude, we didn't even get Otani, and on that December eighth with the flight tracker, we gained like almost two thousand new uh, of you guys. Like yeah, that's 100%. that's crazy. That's what you he know? does. That's what he does, and that's why he was worth the money, and why they were okay with spending more than it. But Bellinger and Snell, sadly, they don't bring that. No, I they, wish they did. Trust me, I wish they did, guys. I did. Yeah, like even even Yaro Rodriguez when we signed, it's like. Yeah, no one's really getting, no one's really jumping out of their seats tracking flights of Yariel Rodriguez. Yeah. Uh, we got another one here. This one's from Instagram. Uh, MHAM29, uh, they say, is Pearson going to get another shot? And this is actually interesting. I was reading some articles today, and with the whole news of Yariel Rodriguez, he might be going to the AAA rotation to start out to kind of get back up to speed because he hasn't pitched in like a year in competitive baseball, mm -hmm. right? So to get back up to speed, he'll be down there. Um, there that leaves a hole still in the bullpen. And, and, you know, Nate Pearson, he's on an arbitration deal. Do they bring him up for one more shot? <sighs> Nate Pearson's so disappointing, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I still remember when we first started this show – and we were looking at the Toronto Blue Jays pitching staff at that time. And this is when we didn't have anybody. We didn't have mm -hmm. Hunjin Ryu at that point. And it was like, mm -hmm. okay, Nate Pearson is going to come up to the MLB and he's going to dominate. You know, it's just it's just going to be a fireball. He's going to be our ace. Thrower. He's going to be our ace. Yeah, like it's only, we're only going up, baby. Like he's this, Justin Verlander. This is the new <laughs> Verlander, the new Garrett Cole, but better. And, uh, and obviously that didn't happen literally at all, folks. Whether it was injury or poor performance or just getting in his brain, Nate Pearson has not worked out. And uh, and he's now at the point where like this might just be a, a minor leaguer who just lives in the minor leagues forever. I think that they are going to see his stuff again in spring training. And Pete Walker is going to go... Uh, let me get one more kick at the can because that's a good fastball. And it is. It is a phenomenal fastball. The guy just can't control it. I, I think he's getting another kick at the can, like you said. And here's why as well. Look, you're still waiting for Yaya Rodriguez to come up. We don't know what kind of role he's going to play. If there's an injury, he's going to go right into that rotation, right? So you're going to have guys, you know, competing for a job in that bullpen. And right off, right out of the gate, right, you're looking for guys who can give you longevity, in the bullpen. Right now, we don't have guys, if you don't include Yariel Rodriguez, not a lot of guys in that bullpen right now give you longevity other than Bowden Francis. I think he's going to be in the mix, too. He might be the favorite right now to be the starting guy in that bullpen, but injuries happen. People underperform. You might see him sneak his way in there at one point or another. He's going to get his sh his chance. And, I, and, and unfortunately, if other players are playing well around him, and he's playing well, too, and, but they need to cut someone to get him off the roster... He's going to be that guy. That's, that's the unfortunate it's reality. It's at that point, man. I mean, we have now reached that level in terms of his career, and it is sad, uh, you know, because it really was one of those situations where, again, what kills you? The hope. And mm -hmm. uh, we got our hopes up big for Nate Pearson. It just didn't pan out. Mm -hmm. We got a question coming in here from Rachel, actually, the chat. Mm -hmm. uh, I apologize for not taking more questions from the chat, guys. Like, I think that this is a really fun format, and I think I'd like mm -hmm. to do it again very soon. We're going to have a big announcement coming up, like, biggest mm -hmm. announcement of Blue Jays today history very, very soon, everybody. You know, stay tuned yeah. for that. Yeah. And I think we're going to want to have, like, a pretty massive stream after that announcement comes out, just doing, kind of shooting the shit and, uh, and, and whatnot and just taking some questions. But... Rachel comes in here and says, do you think that we go after Garrett Cole next offseason? Um, what do you think, man? <laughs> I wanted to make a joke right, about it, yeah. but I can't even joke about it, man. No. no it's just no. that, first of all, um, from a fan standpoint, we would, I mean, yeah, I'd probably accept him right away. Are you kidding but, me? But, yeah. but a lot of fans do not like Garrett Cole. That's just straight up the reality. But, I mean, again, if he was a Toronto Blue Jay, yes. But also, uh, it just would never happen. There's not a reality where the New York Yankees would ever trade Garrett Cole unless no. every single one of their players on their team 
somehow just collapsed collapsed yeah like i don't know i don't want to get too morbid right here but they just weren't able to play baseball anymore right, right. and then i'm like okay well i guess now you you gotta trade them yeah like, it. it's just one of those situations where yeah they're never ever going to happen i would i would love it i would love it i mean yeah. let's face it he's literally the consensus number one starting pitcher in the entire mlb right now he is not going anywhere though that is the foundation mm. of the new york yankees hey, luke's saying he has an opt-out i don't even know about his contract if he did have an opt-out i mean he's getting paid mad money right now yeah would he opt out and test the market again if he if he wins cy young again or if he finishes in like the top five i could see it dude i could see it like if he wins cy young again or finishes in the top five then he might do it Let's he might see. actually yeah do it. he does have an opt-out right here interesting 30 yeah that's a lot of money and he i mean he could though 34 years old we've seen guys like max scherzer and verlander get paid over 40 yes, per year yeah so he could be and the, that's the thing yeah. like he'll be he will be 34 years old and then it would be one of those contracts where you go okay let's lock him down for three years and give him like 50 mil a year yeah you know i'm just like this is gonna be our guy like it, yeah. it'd be one of those situ oh, fuck dodgers dude Oh I could, God. I, could totally, I could totally dude, see them dude. doing that. Do I could totally the see them Dodgers doing that. The Dodgers would have Glasnow, Otani, Yamamoto, uh, if they got Cole, and then also Walker Bueller. That is the most yeah. stupidest rotation if they did that yes. ever I've ever seen. But I could 1,000% see yeah. them doing that. Oh, they go and they win a World Series. Dude, they're pulling in Otani revenue. Yes. And they defer all they his money. And they have yeah, and, the and they have Ota- yeah, that's what I, that's what oh, I said. Yeah, yeah. That'd be, oh, it'd be stupid. Yeah. It'd be stupid. Uh, Yeah, that, that'd be completely ridiculous, folks. Realistically speaking, even if Cole did opt out, I don't see any way that the Toronto Blue Jays would be able to swing no, that, guys. Like, we already have way too money, much money locked up in the pitching rotation. Like, if it ever did happen, like, Ross Atkins, my savior, thank you so much. But, uh, but probably a pretty big long shot. <laughs> probably. Guys, guys, let us know in the comments about what you thought about. Obviously, all the, the comments and the questions that we got here on this podcast. But also let us know, too, about the Blue Jays being the biggest losers this offseason. I've certainly felt like a big loser when I've been watching what's been transpiring in front of me. Losing Otani, not getting the big guys, falling out of Bellinger, signing IKF. But we got to hope and pray that that narrative turns around in April. Well, you know, I, I don't want to linger too long on this, but remember what we said about the Baltimore Orioles before last year? What did we say? Well, everybody said that they were still terrible. Yeah, that's right? true. And that's they, true. they came out and they won 101 games, so you never know what's going to happen, folks. Hit the like, smash the subscribe button, everybody. Thanks so much for watching! And Go Jays Go! Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.